we might be live and we're here in a minute. That's right, I need to tweet. All right, that's coming up. Looks like we're live on Facebook. Now we'll just uh, get up on YouTube here. Good morning, everybody. And uh, let me send this tweet as well. All right. And we'll be up on YouTube here in a second. So I got that recorder going. We're going. We're good here. All right. Just about ready to go, Rob. Okay. Yeah, I still don't see your tweet yet. Just went. Just went. I'm just going to... Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the New Media Show. My name is Todd Cochran. I want to welcome you for our 138th show where we're going to be talking about uh, a breakthrough in podcast statistics. Hey, Rob, good morning. How are you? Great, Todd. How are you? Yes, and I should have prefaced that with I want to welcome my co-host, Mr. Rob Green. Oh, no, well, it's okay. It's just... It's just Rob over here. I've got a cup of coffee. I don't know, Todd, do you have a cup of coffee, too? I just have uh, H2O this morning. No coffee. I'm not a big... Wow, yeah. purist over there. Yeah, I'm not a big coffee drinker, so it's... Uh, it happens from time to time, but... Uh, yeah. Yeah. My wife has found <laughs> these uh, instant... Yeah, instant coffee is usually crap, but we found this instant coffee from Korea. Oh, it's awesome. So, yeah, that that is my probably my only vice. I'm I'm a big H2O drinker too, so I'm I'm with you, Todd. All right, good. That uh, it's 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 a uh, it's probably healthier for us in the long run, right? It is. Well, that's what your body needs, right? That's anyway, right. that's not why we're here. <laughs> so we, we're gonna have a we're gonna have a great show, and actually, the line on Skype is open to uh, our friends down in Australia. We've we've uh, put an invite out to. Uh, to a guest that has uh, made some some big announcements this week. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Probably <laughs> we're going to talk a lot about that. But if they're watching, they're more than willing to to join us. But we're going to talk with or without them. <laughs> yeah, so. exactly. They can either join in and, and kind of um, maybe stand up for their position um, or, or not. So we'll see. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, they're welcome to, and we're, and we're nice. We're not going to, as we, oh, yeah. uh, we always treat guests with utmost respect. So, um, I guess we can kind of get right into it. Do you want to lead off and talk about what was announced and what made everyone's hair stand on edge for a little while this week? Rob? Well, I can, I can kind of set it up a little bit. It was, um, Omni studio, which is a company, um, out of Australia, basically announced that they had a, a breakthrough technology that they were tracking 30% of the Apple um, podcast traffic, uh, which has been up to this point um, un, undiscovered um, gold that was buried in the Apple ecosystem. And so it's, it's really kind of a vague announcement about exactly what they're tracking, but they, but they use a 30% number and and we can't seem to get anybody over there to kind of clarify what they're actually tracking because they're they're blending this concept of tracking um, app usage um, on from their own apps from their own Omni apps and somehow in connection with uh, Apple's activity um, in their their podcasting app and 
we're not really sure what they're talking about, but they're kind of implying that they're <clears throat> tracking something that has been tracked for a long time on other platforms in maybe a different terminology. But, uh, but yeah, that it's, it, it's really, we're trying to get them to clarify what they're actually talking about here. Cause really the only data that's missing and Todd, you, you would jump in here too, is, is once that file has been downloaded into the Apple app, uh, the Apple podcast app or iTunes, um, that playback, um, is what's, you know, the black hole, um, of metrics, all the other playback, you know, the, the click play and the actual partial downloads and the, the downloads are all tracked, which is the majority of the playback. Yeah. And so did I cover it? Okay. I, I think so. You know, and, and they basically said, and let me read from their, uh, from this article that came on, uh, inside radio. And let me see if I can actually put this thing up on inside radio. Um, they said it can track a sample of podcast consumption taking place on Apple iPhones and other iOS devices, yeah. um, which would only be, you know, iPads and, and computers. But they say, yeah. while Omni can so far capture a sample represents only about 30% of Apple podcast listing, having insights into where the most podcast listing take place is a big step forward as industry places uh, works to overcome its biggest monetization obstacle. Well, we already, and this is this is the thing that blows me away, is that they say that this is a, uh, um, having any insight. Well, we've had huge insight into Apple consumption for many many years, and mm-hmm. uh, as you said, they're uh, they um, the, the 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 golden the golden data that's not available. Um, again, is once someone has subscribed to a podcast through a, any podcasting app that automatically downloads that show when a new episode is published, once that media goes into that download hopper, it's forever at this point, from what we know, um, forever lost. That data is, is gone. So if you are using the iOS podcasting app, which makes up a majority of the folks that actually subscribe to as a matter of fact, we're going to have a big article out on Tuesday that breaks um, not just, it wasn't because of Omni, but it was for some other stuff going on in the space. We break down which apps download, which apps are capable of doing active plays and that type of stuff. But anyway, long story short, the um, again, that play data is gone. You, you know, when you're in an iOS app and you've downloaded it and you click play, uh, there's no one that, uh, you know, from the podcast Apple Podcast iOS app, uh, that data doesn't call home to mama. It it basically your action is private. So it's been a big contention in the space that we've always wanted Apple to open that up. And what was implied, maybe well, it's not really private, but Apple has that data. Well, right, Apple, Apple has that data. <laughs> so what was implied in this article, and I think the reporter probably just got excited. Um, mm-hmm. is that they assumed that this was something new. And, you know, let's be very, very frank. If you have your own app that you have designed and uh, you have put in tracking mechanisms, so when someone clicks play, mm-hmm. that that calls home, well, sure, why would you not do that in your own app? Um, to date, I don't know of any podcasting apps like Overcast or, 
you know, any of those folks. I don't know of any of them they are doing any tracking. So um, even, you know, even if you look at Rob over at Libsyn in their app, I don't know if they're even doing play tracking. I don't think they've ever said if they are or they're on. I know they don't present that information to their podcasters if they do. So, you know, what, um, and, you know, Omni took a shot to the face because Rob, myself, you, and some podcasters weighed in and said, what exactly? So I was specifically trying to get Omni to get pinned down. And the only question I want answered from them are, are, is really one thing. Are you saying that you are tracking and able to measure podcasts that have been downloaded and then played? If you're saying yes, that you can do that, you got my attention. (laughs) And you probably have Apple's attention. Right. You, you have my attention. And, uh, I actually am not at liberty to say what Apple has said or haven't said. (laughs) And, but let me just say that the, um, I, you'll have my attention if that is actually the case. Now, if you are saying that you are able to track active plays and let's be, I'm going to be very, very, very clear here. Yeah. And for the podcasters listening, when someone downloads your podcast, it goes into any app. And when someone clicks play, in iOS, specifically in iOS, when someone clicks play, that data from a log standpoint looks exactly the same. So if a file is, um, let's, let's use an example. If we see um, 80% of deliveries in the first 24 hours of a podcast released were completely downloaded, well, you would almost assume that was the app grabbing the file and pulling it over, right? Because it's automated. It happens. The The app sees it, it, it pulls it. So that first 24 hours is going to be a huge number of downloaded deliveries that basically mm-hmm. were automated. Outside of that 20... Full, that's full downloads. Full downloads. Full downloads. Correct. In sprinkled, it's not this start-stop thing. Right. And yeah. sprinkled in there may be some play-stop, play-stop. Mm-hmm. So at least on the mobile app, and depending on the app, that again, there's a lot of variables here, depending on the app that you're using, play, stop. When you do that, it's still a download. It's a progressive download, byte served download. And, um, and it chunks it ahead. So if you press, let's say you're at 50% and you press stop, mm-hmm. you've probably already chunked out 60% or maybe 65% of the download. Mm-hmm. All right. So you can't say that's play data. There's, there's no way to tell a media buyer, oh, yeah, we had, uh, you know, uh, uh, 85% of our episodes were either downloaded or, or made it to the 75% mark uh, from a play status. You can't, you can't say, you can't tell the media buyer it was played but you can tell the media buyer that we know that an action was taken 80 65 70 percent of the file was delivered the ad was in the first 25 percent of the show we make a pretty high assumption that they listened to that ad so but you can't call it play we don't call it play to our enterprise clients we don't call that data play data 
we call it partial download data. And, um, you know, there's some things that can be taken away from that. And I've told, talked about this before. For example, uh, one of our clients had a, and, and this is, I've told this example a dozen times, it had a show that was, when it was being actively played, at the 45-minute mark, they were losing or 40, uh, 75% mark, which ended up being about the 45-minute mark. If you want to, you know, kind of do a line graph to determine where in the show that fell, they were having some drop-off. They went in and looked at the episode. They said, oh, yep, uh, we got a segment in here. We're probably losing people. They pulled the segment. And their downloads, uh, completed download percentage went up. <laughs> so... And, you know, let's just remember we have files that, uh, and what will often happen too is what we see huge numbers on, and Angela's going to kill me, was someone clicks start and it plays for maybe, and they go stop. We see a lot of that, a lot, start, stop. People inadvertently maybe hit play on something and stop. Yeah. And then, you know, so this goes back to the IAB document. There has to be a threshold a threshold mm -hmm. break on when you can count. And they're going to define that threshold break. And I'm not at liberty. I can't say it publicly now because it's still in review, but they're going to define that threshold break of how much of that media file has to be delivered before the counter can go dink, you know, at least count yeah. once. Yeah. Um, so well, it's Todd, still, also, let's, let's throw in another concept here that, that correlates a little bit to what you're talking about. If you're talking about on the radio side, on the streaming radio side, there's a concept of what's called time spent listening. And, and I think one of the things that comes up with this is that this, um, this concept of active uh, listens, right, or active yep. plays, yep. which is um, termed, kind of gets linked up with that. Because ultimately, that, that's what the radio, online yep. radio folks want to get to yep. is a number that's time spent listening. Yep. That's a metric that they've mm -hmm. used for many years. And, and with, unless you have an app, that is calling home to mama you yeah. can't you can't get that in podcasting yeah you can't you can't get there can't get there from here at this point you can kind of imply a, the, the file was was downloaded up to a certain kind of range right but it's not an exact thing i mean it's, it's, with streaming servers right and this is a completely different protocol you we're talking about http delivery which is uh, just like a website, right? Right, right. You're basically delivering like an image yep. to a client software. But when you're talking about streaming, you're talking about a completely different protocol. Absolutely. It's like, uh, yeah, it's it's like, an, uh, it's, I, I can't remember what the protocol is, but it's like an IT, ITPS or something. Right. I, I don't even remember what it is, but but it's a completely different um, internet mm -hmm. delivery protocol. Absolutely. Uh, and it and it streams that data. It's like it... it it pulls that media file into a very thin string, yeah, and it just it just like drips the data to the playback client, right, right, and that's why you can get that level of granularity mm -hmm. on delivery because that server is counting every every second of audio, and it's looked at from a second perspective, not a not a byte or bit. And believe it or and believe it or not, Rob, as long as uh, streaming has been around and streaming's been around before podcasting, they finally got their official spec measurement spec like a year and a half ago for mm -hmm. so you know they they didn't even have a spec until you know 18 months ago that they, they had a 
it wasn't officiated or officiated yep. or whatever word you want to use, but um, you know, let's just be you know, call. They space. really clar- clarified it. The same group, the right? IEB same group. group. Yeah, I yeah. saw that that document was basically digital audio is what they call right. it. So you know, we just need to make sure that we're what we're talking about here. And I don't know if they know to talk the, how to talk the lingo. They haven't been very active in the space, the podcasting space. So um, if their Omni app has data, has a way to call home to mama, yeah, they can measure that, you know, sure. But mm-hmm. they're also, you know, there's also the, there's the other challenge too is um, they have had to specifically limit the way that app procures the media that's going into it that's being played back and because i'm sure you know unless they've done something really special with their player they're still that media is still being bite served and they have to serve this media you know they it's unless it's all in the player so um you know they're they're saying they're taking a 30 percent sample of stuff and it to me sounds like active plays is what they're measuring. Um, but if they're going to say that they can do that for the podcast iOS app, that's nothing new. The active plays within the iOS podcasting app have been able to be broke out uh, for a while. And we've been, you know, we've, you know, matter of fact, I, I think we were the only ones. And maybe if they're doing it now, maybe they're the second ones. But I think we're the only ones that provide partial download data to our enterprise clients and you know people ask why don't you provide this for regular podcasters well it's server intensive (laughs) it's a lot of data to to store if you you, think about server logs you have to re-put it together you have to you know and and you also have to look at okay let's say i you know i'm I'm driving to work 20 minutes i listen to you know 20 minutes of a 60-minute program i hit stop this is something i haven't downloaded and I come back later and I hit play again, you have to be able to come back 12, 15, 16 hours later and reshuffle that in. So, you know, so that you only count it once, so you don't count it twice for the same person. So there's a whole, you know, whole bevy of things that have to happen in order um, server-wise. And it's not like you're going to, you know, you're not going to be able to see someone, you know, Johnny starting the show on Monday and, st- and continuing playing on Friday you're not going to be able to chunk that back together. That's going to be a, that's going to be a two instead of a one. But um, yeah, I mean it's it's very server intensive, but it's also you know memory intensive too. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, storing log files. Uh, I've been involved in doing that kind of stuff too, and it's those log files can get really big, and it, it's it's a lot bigger a challenge than I think a lot of people realize to store all that usage data. Uh, around what's happening in the podcast. I can just imagine, you know, how big your server logs are, keeping track of all the shows that you're te- keeping track of, and same with Spreaker, and I'm sure with uh, Lipson as well. And um, and really, years and years of data. And one thing I keep watching, and this is something that's interesting, Rob, is everyone. And I went back and I did a little historical look. Everyone that's complaining about uh, metrics are the companies of the streaming companies the tritons of the world those types mm-hmm. of folks are the ones that have been largely complaining and saying that adoption of podcast advertising has been limited because of metrics well i don't have those types of conversations with media buyers 
maybe they're talking to a whole different level of media buyer. I don't know, but um, we're not seeing media buyers having concern on metrics. So it's, but it, you know, if, if this, sure, we'd love to have this play data. You know, I'd love to have the ability, but, you know, we have to be careful what we wish for. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've been saying that for a while, too. It's like, you know, once that file's downloaded, um, there, I'm not sure there's as big a likelihood that there's playback there that well, and I think a lot of people in the space would like to well, see. Well, we know, Rob, if, if people aren't playing back because the automated download stops. and if It stops yeah. after three three yeah. three episodes to, three to five, that yeah. weren't listened to. Right. If they've left their iOS app in the default setting, and most people do, so it's um so you have to, you know, look at a long term on a show. You know, ninety days, a hundred days. You got to look at yeah. that trending data to see. You know, because look, here's what um can or if if no one was listening to the download, here what here's what would happen. <laughs> A, a show would launch and they would have a, a in, let's just use a brand new show. Let's say they got a thousand new subscribers on day one or on episode one. And then if they gain very few new subscribers, uh, you know, they just, let's say onesie twosies, <laughs> uh, which most shows they gain, you know, new subscribers in small spurts that just, they gain them a small number, few numbers at a time. Um, if they look at their growth curve, that's generally what happens for most shows. So if you have this big inrush at the beginning, uh, which a lot of shows do, if the people aren't listening after three to five episodes, the the um, the trending data will dive. Mm-hmm. It, it should dive, you know. And if you're if you're a new podcaster and your show's not diving after three to five episodes, and you're getting a fair percentage of folks that are tuned in via iOS specifically podcast iOS app, you know, you're going to see where that, where that level is over time. And the only way you can tell it is over time. You can't tell on a show to show basis, but you know, I still bill on what a show delivers individually. I plan on what they're averaging. So it's uh, but you know, there's a way to tell the story mm-hmm. if you have the trending data and willing to, you know, put that metric in. But, uh, I think Omni's bit off more than they can chew here, and this is the reason why they don't want to. They're saying, "Well, we, we've got technology here, secret technology we've designed, and we don't want Blueberry, and we don't want uh, Libsyn, and we don't want other people to steal our, our our glory." Well, that's really not what's going on here. Yeah, no, because I I don't think they've done anything new. Yeah. Well, because th- there isn't really anything new to do that you can do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. The data just isn't there for you to, to track something. And th- they weren't specific that they, they no. were tracking the the after download plays. No, they didn't say. They, um, no. they didn't say anything about that. So we're we're kind of just assuming that maybe that's what they're tracking. And and there, there's a little bit of wishful thinking that we can get access to that data. But really, the only way you can get access to that data is to somehow have a plugin that plugs into the iTunes or podcasting client app that tracks that stuff. You know, when they say, when they declare a breakthrough in Apple podcast data, yeah. you know, is it a lack of them knowing what is currently available in the space? Did they make yeah. that statement out of just not knowing and thinking they were first? Well, that's probably likely, you know, but they're when, a, 
they're a pretty new company, Todd, and I don't see them engaging in the community at any level at this point. And maybe this is a pathway for them to 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 participate well, more in the community. They've just gotten thirty minutes of free publicity. <laughs> yes, they have. So, which is which is fine. They're yeah. they're doing some cool stuff. I mean, I mean, a lot of I don't know, what they're doing is um, a web based audio production. Right. Um. A lot of it's it's a platform that I think appeals to radio. Oh, they are they come from radio. If I remember correctly, yeah. they're yeah they do they have a, a they came from a radio production background. Yeah. yeah, and so their tools are very much catered to that type of show production. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're you know they've done a nice job at their tools. Um, you know, and now they're making a little bit of a splash in the podcasting space. So that's all right. So, you know, I have a, you know, this is a, and I, I want to take this back to the rain folks. You know, if you guys are listening, please, you need to have some, uh, some counter. Some vetting. <laughs> and maybe not. This was a rain presented webinar. Yeah. And, you know, they, they bear some responsibility in making sure that, What's being said is in, you know, maybe, you know, it was, again, it was a reporter that took the information from the webinar, but if there's going to be a webinar where people are making claims like this, then there needs to be, um, um, some people with knowledge on how metrics work that participate. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was so, um, unclear what they were actually doing here in any of the communications that I read, um, that, that should have been a little bit of a red flag to any, anybody that was presenting this information. Um, you know, it just wasn't clear what they were doing, but you know, like you said, it's gotten a lot of people talking about it in the the space. And I'm not sure what that really means. I mean, other than we're just trying to make sure that what's out there is accurate and truthful and, and that's our goal here. And I know that's that's what yours is too. Yeah. And so when this new IAB document comes out, and and Todd, I think there's probably a little bit of a different perception of the intention of the IAB document, but maybe maybe there's a chance that some of these things that come up with new people that come into the podcasting space will be less likely less likely to happen. Well, because I, I don't know yeah. if that'll happen. It's a, you know it's a it's a it's a standards measurement guideline standards document. So. Um, yeah, but it also talks about a little bit of what's possible, right? Right. As far right. as in, in you know, it, yeah. yeah, what is and what isn't. Absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> now, yeah. you know, I think the thing that really you know bothers me, and is is a very it's a very bad thing for a company to say, but you know they actually said Apple's walled garden platforms is making the tech titans podcast consumption data exceedingly difficult to come by. That's false. That's yeah, utterly that's not, utterly yeah. false. Yeah, it's not it's not a problem. No, the only data that's not there is the downloaded playback data. Yeah. And there's an exceedingly amount of you're delivering the damn file. Well, so, you're tracking even that <sighs> delivery, right? Right. The playback part of it is what the what the question right. mark is. It's not the delivery of the media file to a listener. You know, Apple's very yeah. clear and when it when it went into yeah. app or the system comes to reach out and grab a file, you know it's they're not trying to obscure hide or hide. They have user agents. 
Yeah, come on. You know, quit using, you know, you know what the, what that really that statement does <clears throat> in my opinion, it shows ignorance of the space and it also shows that a, a, a media buyer is going to read that and they're going to say, oh man, this podcasting stuff is too hard. Yeah. They've actually, they've actually trying to, by, by trying to say they have something special and at the same time, dog and apple. And clearly, in my opinion, maybe not have an exact idea on what's really capable in the space, they hurt the space. I'm, yeah. And I'm personally, that's where I just get ballistic at these companies that make statements like this. Yeah. And, you know, and we're me, you, Rob Walsh, we're about the only ones that call these people out. And I think to some degree we get a little bit of a black eye. Yes, we do. We get beat yeah. up for it. Yeah. But, but here they are, they're dogging the space. It just pisses me off. Podcasters need to start, listen, podcasters. When people start saying this stuff, you need to stand up. And some are. So, you know, and I think that's been a common <clears throat> theme and that that's what we try and do with this show too. And it's, and I think it, it makes it difficult for some people to come on our show and be a guest. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we would, the tone would be much different if they yeah. would, if they would have come on. Oh, but, definitely. You know, we have nothing else to go by, but our assumptions, we've yeah. asked for clarifications and they refuse to give it. Yeah. But when you make statements like this, bold statements, that you have a breakthrough, then you better damn well be ready to talk about it. Yeah. You don't, we don't Unless want to know. you run the risk of uh, a spin-up like this, right? And, and, you, and you don't have to have the, uh, you don't have to tell us the tech. You don't have to tell us how. Just tell us what it is that you're tracking. Right. That's it. Believe me, I don't even know what, what, what it is that they're tracking. They just threw out a 30% of Apple's um, podcast usage. And it's like, okay, what does that mean? Well, to me, that means active plays. Yeah. Yeah. It's not downloads because downloads is 70% of it, right? <laughs> so. Yeah. You know, and uh, we, we live in a podcasting was born. And I think we have to continue to understand this and embrace it. When in, in 2004, when podcasting got kicked off, it was born by the ability, and let me just grab this thing. It was born by the ability to download podcast media in devices that don't even exist anymore. That's a little MP3 player. Yeah, I've got a couple of those. All right. <laughs> and, and, and keep this over here as a reminder to me where we came from and there's an iPod back behind if you look directly behind me there's an iPod on the shelf back there yeah you know we took this media with us this was the was, was the evolution of carrying the media with us we didn't have these big beautiful iPhone 6s to do whatever you know to be able to have a computer in our hands we didn't have that and yep. this media to this day has lived as a walk away media, walk around media. 
we carry the media in our pocket and we listen to it like we listen to our DVRs when we're watching TV at home. It's still that space. It's portable media is what it is. Right. And this is what made it so evolutionary. And we can't forget that. Things have changed because everyone can get YouTube or whatever on their mobile phones, no matter where they're at now. That didn't exist when this place started. But because of the consumption habits we've ingrained over the past 12 years, mm-hmm. it's still that space. <laughs> and then, I mean, I mean, if you want to talk a little bit about the history, I mean, the, 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 the roots of this come out of streaming. Um, right. Right. I mean, if I think back to when I started doing, doing an online show, um, you know, I was using, I had streaming media servers. I had Windows streaming servers. I had real streaming servers a lot of a lot of people in the space don't even know that those things even existed <laughs> hey, they still exist <laughs> yeah that's true not used quite as much no, as they used to no. be but 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 i used to get most of my audience off of streaming back in the early days back in the back in the late 90s and early 2000s and the whole reason that we evolved like this was people like you said, wanted to take their media with them because a lot of the streaming was happening in um, desktop computers. Right. There was no way to. Yep. Right. So you had to to do it only at your desk or in the office. Yep. Uh, and people wanted to listen to music and they wanted to listen to other media while they were out on a run or in the gym or on the bus because people, you know, spend a lot of time in their cars um, on buses and airplanes and things like that. And it's like, well, download it and just, you can listen to what you want to listen to anywhere you want to listen to it. And that's the power of what podcasting has been all about. And, and I think that these radio, these streaming radio guys, they don't really understand the, the roots of it. They take what they understand, which is the, the online radio part. And then they want to make this, um, part of what they're doing. And it's because Podcasting is cool and streaming radio isn't. Hate to say it. You know, R- Rob, let me take, let's, let's just really look at what has evolved. And I go back to when I started running a bulletin board in 1987, mm-hmm. 88 timeframe. So yep. then, you know, the internet didn't exist. They existed for scientists, but for the average Joe, we had no clue. You know, mm-hmm. so we were dialing in in the initial days, 1,200, 2,400 baud, 9,600 baud, 56K, yep. <laughs> finally at the peak. We were dialing into a local bulletin board, yep. fighting yep. to get in and getting on message boards and getting access to media files that you yep. waited to download to your local computer. Yep. Then it took forever to get them too, probably, for, right? And, 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 how we, and, and how we distributed them was through a mesh network of nodes and hubs and, you know, basically the guys with the big fat connection fed it to the next guy with a little slower connection who fed it to the guys with the real slow, you know, it was a, and we had regions and it was, well, it was something called Fidonet. That's how we delivered, that's how bulletin boards shared. I was a major hub in uh, a zone six hub for, for many years. And uh, took care of all of Asia, and uh, and we went to. So is that like an early early days of like a BitTorrent network of some sort? Well, I mean, it, no, it's not exactly the same. thing. Wasn't but. BitTorrent? Uh, I would uh, two o'clock in the morning. I would dial yeah. into a bulletin board in Chicago, get and, the file, well, and then redistribute it for for three or four hours, incur long distance fees while I three or four hours, not minutes, 
yeah. incur long distance fees to pull the, the media from Chicago, get it on my system, repackage it, and then have bundles ready for uh, about a hundred different uh, boards that would come into my site. Grab those media files, spend three or four, or spend three or four hours downloading the packets, mm-hmm. putting into them systems, and then people could then get access to it individually. So it, it, it was not fast. It was like a message would typically be a 24-hour turnaround. Get a message mm-hmm. from maybe here to the East Coast and back, it would be 24 hours. And later on, it got faster as the modems got faster. But And then when we went on the Internet, you know, the, the, oh, my God, we actually could transfer in minutes what used to take hours. And that was the, that's when, you know, the BBS stuff just, you know, fell off a cliff because instead of dialing into your local bulletin board at 56K, you dialed into your local internet service provider at 56K and Mm -hmm. a thousand people could be online at a time. And, you know, that's when the revolution of the internet started. Mm -hmm. And um, so what did we do then, Rob? We were on websites, right? Yeah. And we were all bandwidth starved back then. Right. Still. That, that, that was another reason why streaming was popular back then was because people were had 288 modems and and most people were streaming their audio at like you know 18k or 20k or something like that to get under that 288 modem which is 28k is what you were getting on the bandwidth um you know you, you, you had to stream below what people were capable of getting in their computers which was very slow back then when i lived in uh, lexington yeah. park maryland when i was still in the navy my house, I only had a dial-in. I didn't have, there was no cable modem mm-hmm. uh, in the home. Uh, this was a 90, would have been like 95, 96, I think. And, mm-hmm. um, but were my, and I actually rented, literally rented a closet in an internet service provider's office. I mean, I'm, I, when I went into the room, I had to sit in the chair and roll into the closet. And I had a computer screen and monitors and modems and everything else. I, I was hot shit. I had a 10 meg line. <laughs> wow. That was huge back then. Connected to the internet service provider's main connection. So I was big dog because I could. Yeah. And I was huge. still pulling, I was still pulling media from satellite feeds, you know, so that, you know, that tells you we, we weren't even moving because it cost, cost me to move gigabits. And yeah. so when I moved to Hawaii in 97, it was the first time that I had a cable modem. So yeah. we're not even, at least for me, I'm not even 20 years with a cable. Modem. So it took us from 97 till 2004 to figure out, Hey, we can deliver this media to this Olympi- or Adam Curry did mm-hmm. figured out. We can deliver media from this, from a website to a, to a, a media player, iPod or a little MP3 player and be able, and we had to sync it in the middle mm-hmm. of the night because we were all still bandwidth starved. We had people that were still dialing in. Yeah. We still have people that are, well, I don't know if most people aren't dialing and they say have DSL now most of the country, but, um, you yeah. know, it was, it was, it was amazing to go into internet service provider and see a rack of, uh, 10,000 modems. <laughs> I have pictures somewhere of, of racks of just modems, USR. But the, um, so, you know, we're going back to, you know, we've went full circle here. This, yeah. 
podcasting is a, a take it with us medium, and we can't forget that. And the smartphone has changed. Yeah. Has taken it to where its ultimate destination was, and 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 for many years, you and I both were seeing that that trend line moving towards. Right. I mean, but podcasting actually the the technology or the function or the user experience of podcasting was around before podcasting. I mean, I was I had my show on podcasting like platforms many years before podcasting started. Um, there were early companies that were playing around with it. I mean, one of them was Microsoft. They they actually had a podcast platform before podcasting started. Actually, they had it in um, 2003 and four. Um, my my radio show was on. It was called Sync and Go, and it worked with uh, Windows XP and the Pocket PC at the time. There was client software on both sides. So you loaded a little client piece of client software like iTunes on your Windows PC, and you loaded a little app on your Pocket PC, and when you docked your pocket PC, it transferred the video and audio files to your pocket PC automatically based on your subscriptions. The only difference was back then is that Microsoft only had 13 content providers in the, uh, the, the ecosystem that was on Windows XP. I happened to be one of them, and I got paid to every media file, every show media file that got delivered to a pocket PC, Microsoft paid me for that. So I got like 25 cents per wow. download. And wish yeah. that can, can that come back? <laughs> I know. Wouldn't that be nice? But that's, that was, that was like two or three years before podcasting started. Right. And, and what's ironic about it is, is that <clears throat> right as podcasting was getting off the ground in 2005 was when they, Microsoft killed sync and go. <laughs> I had forgot about sync and go. Yeah. But it actually had, um, uh, you know, like uh, the NBC Nightly News video um, in it. It had shows from Forbes magazine. It had um, my audio show. So it had audio and video, just like podcasting today. Hmm. Um, and I encouraged the company back then to uh, launch it on the, uh, the Windows smartphone that they were working on. Um, they didn't want to do it right. at the time because um, they didn't see a big enough market for it. So it's just ironic that, you know, I was working with them on that and then I wound up working on Zoom. But <laughs> yeah, but I, I just, yeah. um, you know, the wishful, anyway. think, the wishful thinking going back to the genesis of this whole discussion this morning is that mm -hmm. I, I don't think Apple is going to yeah. uh, ever, and they might. If they give the play data back, they're going to give it to it in the podcast connects.apple.com dashboard. That's the mm -hmm. only place that they will ever give it. They'll ne I don't think they will ever make that data available to third parties like us, which is fine. If, you know, if the podcasters can go into the podcast connects dashboard and get that download play data, that's, yeah, a, that's, that's it, would, true. it would be huge. Yeah, um, I hadn't thought about that, but that's a good point, Todd. I think that the Apple would probably give it um, individually to the content provider. Right? right. But they wouldn't give it to Spreaker or no. Blueberry or, or Libsyn. And if they did, I'm sure there would be um, lots of uh, agreements. The podcaster would have to agree to send the data, and you know they're not just going to uh, do that. Um, you know, and... and 
and then if, if Apple implemented any, and again, Apple has not said they're going to do this. This is me. No, this is my my here. speculation yeah. and hypothesis. And let me be very clear: they have n- never indicated anything like that. Yep. All right. So just so just I don't have any. I don't have yeah. any insider information. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. Pete Todd said Apple's good. <laughs> um, but that's where they would put it. So, um, and that's they actually that's what I suspected when they launched the podcast connects.apple.com website. That's what I suspected they were going to do. Yeah, and it would make sense that they would do that, right? Um, and do it there. I think it makes a lot of sense. But Rob, what's the p- potential that Apple doesn't track? that data what do you think and do you think that they you know first of all they're not mon- apple's not monetizing podcast that's actually a really good point todd that they may not even be um putting a hook on that um for the simple reason is that maybe there's not a lot of need for it um i i know when i was working on zoom at microsoft we didn't really track that that data because Honestly, if we did, it was just it was just a huge amount of server logs and data that would have to be managed and processed. Um, they Apple just may not have decided that it was worth to track that stuff. You know, as a if if I'm a manager in that division, mm, and you know, of course, you know, if I work for Apple, we'd have that data, right? I'm a I'm a junkie. I would want that. Oh yeah. But then again. You know, it's about resources too. They got a lot of stuff going on. They're, you know, they're, in the podcast, yeah, and, the podcast team's relatively small, even at Apple. Yeah, and then w- it, even if they are tracking it, they're only tracking it for internal use. Right. Right. Think about it. They're not delivering it to anybody externally. Right. So where's the value in that? Yeah. I mean, if there's some, I'm sure they're getting click action because that, you know, on on playback right i do they but but is the click at, well i was yeah i mean we they're tracking subscriptions so we know that yeah, right but they've never ever said they i mean never have ever said well that. well but on their if you look at their dashboards for their their network oh, that's true pages that's true. they are tracking downloads and mm-hmm. they are tracking what they call streams mm-hmm um, so Apple is reporting yep. some usage data um, to, to, to network partners. specific partners, yep. network partners that have large groups of shows. Um, yeah, I've had access. I've got m- multiple accounts Me too. that I've had access to over the years. And th- there is pretty detailed data around downloads but that, uh, in but, there. But that data is in graphic form. There's nothing you can export. So yeah. But and it count count numbers are in there. Though. Yeah. And they do break out streams from downloads. Right. Um I'm I'm not entirely sure they're not really 100% clear on what the what the action of the user is that qu- qualifies as a stream, but I'm assuming it's just clicking the play button. Mm-hmm. So we've always just assumed that. And then the whole download piece would be more just a manual download request or a subscription. So we have had that data for a long time. It's like we keep saying, the piece that's missing is we don't have playback 
of downloaded, completed downloaded files that are on people's computers. Right. Yeah. And I'm not stressed about it. I, you know, I get there and I get, there's two ways to skin a cat, you know, and. I don't really want to know the data, actually. <laughs> well, you know, I see it in the in trending. I'm, I'm, I see it in the trending data. I'm not worried about the, the downloads. You know, I, 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 I don't want. You know, I don't even want to use this word. I have a story for that. Yeah, sure. Presentation story. Sure. So for me, it's, it's a mute point. You know, this is not rocket science. It's just a little math. Well, to many in the space, I think it is. <laughs> well, you know, if you're a streaming company, you know, because here's the, you know, here's what they want. They don't, they hate the download. <laughs> they hate it. If they, if they well, don't. Because it's different than how they typically deliver right. their, their media content. Right. It forces them to, to, to do something different that they really don't want to want to do. Yeah. Is what it really comes down to. I so, think it's uh yeah. yeah. I, I, and it's okay. I mean, so, Omni, um, you had your chance. You could have come on. <laughs> and it's okay you didn't. Yeah, it's okay we'll you just, didn't. We'll, we'll wait. Talk, to, yeah. We'll just talk about it anyway. And we'll we'll see what you say next. But, yeah. you know, I think, you know, if you're listening, it would be very wise of you to clarify exactly what you're measuring. And then, and then, well, you know, if, if you've made a breakthrough and you can track download data, you know, you can track plays from the actual files that have been downloaded, Good then I will say bravo to you <laughs> on the podcast iOS app, not your app. If yeah, you, if, exactly. If you can contract, uh, track play data, uh, in, either in iTunes or in the podcast iOS app, um, bravo to you, <laughs> and I will I will uh, eat humble pie. <laughs> but leave and I'm it. sure Apple would be really thrilled to have have that news yeah, as well. Yeah, absolutely. I yes. <laughs> no comment. We don't have to go too far into that path, but yeah. And I, I don't know if Apple would say anything. I don't think they would either, but I'm sure they'd have a few engineers looking. Uh, yes. <laughs> so everyone stand down, calm down. <laughs> but it's just like anything else. It's a shiny object. Oh, they can do that. Yeah. Oh, let's go. Hey, it's like putting out a challenge, right? Yeah. You know, unless you kind of diffuse the, the, the tech challenge around it, um, you're going to have people, uh, you know, speculating and shooting it down. Right. Right. So. All right. So there's, there are, there is other stuff in the news. <laughs> is there? <laughs> Just a few things. Yes. Um, and we spent an hour on that. So. Wow. Yeah. Hey, people are, uh, well, you told me about this. It's actually, I didn't even read my, you know, read the website, but, uh, or in podcasternews.com. Um, you were talking about car talk before we started the show, right? Yeah. So what's the story there, Rob? I haven't been following this. I'm not a car guy. I don't know that it's necessarily a big podcasting topic, but but it's kind of an interesting um, move that the that National Public Radio, which actually car talk is not owned by National Public Radio. It's been owned by a by the two guys that did car talk. Yeah. You know, and and actually one of the two guys passed away a couple of years ago. 
Hmm. And so, but that show has lived on, but it's, it's lived on in, uh, repeats. <laughs> oh, I see. And so I guess they're, they're finally deciding to, to shut it down in 2017. So, uh, the, the repeats will no longer be <clears throat> repeats. It'll be it'll be done finally. Hmm. Did you hear that uh, presidential nominee Hillary Clinton has a podcast? Oh, of course. Did you listen? I did. How was it? Uh, I thought she did a good job with it. Hmm. I was I was thinking you know it'd be it'd be good if both those candidates <clears throat> did this kind of stuff. I I can't. And it's, I can't stand to listen to her talk. She just makes my teeth rattle. It's like listening to screeches on a chalkboard. So, well, I'm not honestly. I'm not really thrilled about listening to any of them. Actually, yeah. But but it's I, you know we all need to take an interest in that and and vote. <laughs> and you know I I, I think that uh, well I just I'm glad she did a good job with it. I'm just you know I didn't know if it was just going to end up being a big political you know if it was just another campaign speech or if they actually did an actual show or yeah 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 they did oh good so so i think it's uh good she's able to talk and and kind of share her humanness did she get in the new and new new and noteworthy <laughs> she did <laughs> Actually, she got in the uh, flow area of iTunes oh, as well. So, well, you of course, would, right? Of course, yeah. you would expect that. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a constant, you know, flow of new shows that are coming into the medium from big companies and 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 small. But um, I've been seeing an uptick in um, what's what's called branded podcasts, uh, shows that are being produced by producers that are coming out typically oftentimes coming out of public radio, um, and going in and doing private, private development of programs for big companies. You know, though, when it goes, Rob, going back to the political talk, I'm, if I was a, uh, a politician, of course, you know, I've lived, breathed podcasting for years, but why would you not have a podcast? You know, I just, uh, it seems to me that, that would be your like one opportunity to, you know, kind of be uh, yeah. real. If, if if a politician can ever be real, I don't know if they can. If it's even possible, but yeah, well, they're under so much scrutiny that it's hard yeah. to to think that they can be that genuine. And I think Trump has tried to do that, and he's it's well, kind they, of, they forced, it, at times blown up in his face. Yeah, so. well, they're forced him to go on prompter. <laughs> I know I've noticed that, and he was early on. He was really kind of. Uh, not doing a good job with it. So, you know, it's uh it's fun and it's been a it's been a very entertaining political season, if nothing else. It has. <laughs> kind of scary at the same time. Oh well, again, it's been entertaining. I'll just leave it at that. It's I think it's gonna be a very entertaining next whoever gets it doesn't matter who gets elected, it's gonna be very entertaining for the next four years. And definitely yes. get both those candidates have given people a lot of stuff that the political shows should be just like salivating at the mouth because if you know if it's Trump then they can go after his blunders and if it's Hillary then they can go after her criminality it, it's it, either way they win yeah yeah exactly <laughs> that's true either way they win you know so it's uh yeah. um it, it, they always have 
have a lot to talk about on those cable news channels, don't they? Well, the pod, the tech, the political podcast. If you've listened to any political podcast, that yeah. they beat any CNN <laughs> <laughs> because it's a uh, well. I don't even know if the yeah, that there's no bias anymore. It's all biased. So um, yeah. actually, yeah, most most biased. television people become podcasters there with biased commentary. The um. Blizzard Entertainment has released the Tomb of Sargeus audio drama. So that's something that's new. And uh, I don't even know what, you know, if you're a World of Warcraft uh, player, a WoW player. I've got a Legend player in my house. Uh, you'll know what this is. But this uh, audio drama is intended to serve as a uh, setup for players that move from the current expansion to the new one. Um, mm-hmm. And then, of course, a variety of Pokemon Go podcasts have launched. Yeah, that's exciting. <laughs> well, Niantic had a number of Ingress podcasts. As a matter of fact, yeah. uh, I own the domain, I think, ingresspodcast.com. Never did a show about it. But yeah. um, so if someone got out there and bought their their domain names early enough, let me see who got the best one. See, these guys had huge opportunities. Pokemon shows had huge opportunity to... And none of them did a um, bought a domain that um, see there none of these shows I'm looking at that are in the article actually utilize smart SEO for their game. You know why? You know if you're going to launch a podcast and this is a good topic, and you're going to do a spe- a topic specific podcast, you know you better buy a domain that will uh, help you in the search results. Because I guarantee you, if someone had bought a Pokemon Go podcast or something to that effect, mm-hmm. um, they really could have, well, they may have also gotten a takedown notice. So if you can pick a domain name or get the domain name around your topic, um, it really, you know, Geek News Central, Geek News Central podcast. People search for, it's, you know, I win every time in the search results. Yep. Uh, same thing with new media show. So it's, um, you gotta, you gotta pick your domain wisely. Hey Todd, we, um, Spreaker did a, did a deal with a, a, a music, um, kind of source company to, that gives access, um, to download global rights and streaming rights for 30,000 music tracks mm-hmm. on is our this platform. The, is this the company out of UK or yeah. yeah. And for $75 a year, you have access to the 30,000 music tracks that you can use for intros, exits, you know, you know, and music beds, um, all this kind of stuff in, in downloadable files. Hmm. Um, so, it, and it's not exclusive just to Spreaker platform content creators. You can just go in and create an account through Spreaker and then and um, get access to all those music tracks and actually use use very high quality uh, music in your podcast. Hmm. That's cool. Yeah. I've been going to the route of thinking about not having a bumper in my beginning of my show. Yeah. I heard you say that. That was really, really interesting. Are you thinking about maybe teasing the show a little bit more up front? Is that what you're thinking? Yeah. Um, there's another reason for it too. Um, and it's uh, stuff that we've got cooking at Raw Voice, so I'll, I'll be able to expand more later. But um, 
Okay. Yeah, it's it's a um, it's it's about promotion for sure. Gotcha. So we'll see what goes, and and I'm I'm torn too because I like I love my intro. <laughs> it kind of gets me like you know you play your show intro and it's like it's like your go go juice. <laughs> yeah, I try and really minimize that stuff now. I don't know about. I mean, it, it sounds like that maybe a little bit about what you're maybe yeah. talking about here. And mine's like um, thirty six seconds. That's so, a little long, um, but it tells a story, yeah. you know. So no, I know it does. Yeah. No, I, that's totally what 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 it does. But you know, you're you've got a lot of regular listeners, yeah. too, right? That know you, yeah. Pretty, pretty in pretty deep depth. But it's for the it's for the new folks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, there was some way to deliver that just to new folks. Yeah, and oh. not to your existing subscribers or users that have been listening to you for. 12 years yeah there would be an advantage to them well, that, for that. that's an interesting thought there rob that's what mm. this show's all about yeah. coming up with interesting so thoughts. maybe what you do is you uh if you're doing live like we do you play the intro during live but on the podcast uh you don't you, you don't play that during the you don't include it in the download file mm-hmm. hmm. yeah interesting idea but there's also a lot of new people too that come into the podcast too yeah that's or true. play off of a player. Got a lot of on people on a webpage. Yeah. Had a lot of people in and out of the chat room. Hi Nelson. Hi Gary. Hey David. Hey Michael. Guys, welcome in the Facebook chat. Thanks so much for being here today. But uh, Todd, I also wanted to talk a little bit about dynamic ad insertion. Oh, something stuff. new. No, well, I don't know about new, but you know, I know that we've talked about quite a bit in the past. Um, but I just think that we're coming into a time. Uh, when I think um, you know, we've said that it's uh, overinflated uh, expectation that a lot of networks and platforms uh, want to have that as a as a potential tool in their toolkit. Yeah. Um, but I would say that there there may be some things brewing in the podcasting space that maybe challenge that assumption. Uh, that it's something that. Uh, I don't know how to say this. I can't really talk about it in great detail, and you may be under the same situation. But um, you know, there are platforms out there that are uh, rehosting files, right? Right. Um, and taking snapshots of media files and redistributing them, right? So as you think about dynamic insertion, the whole concept of that is, is being able to deliver from one master, one source, right, server source to all of the aggregators and all of the players um, in to be able to serve dynamically inserted advertising or you can actually you don't even have to run advertising in this dynamic insertion stuff you can actually build a show right um, maybe build a different show for different users and build a slightly different show for geotargeting or to you know who knows what the potential of dynamic insertion can be if you look into the future right um, but the, the, there is a growth of platforms that are happening here that are that are um, that are not playing nice uh, in this space because maybe they they want to get into the dynamic ad insertion, but they're an aggregator platform, right? Right. Um, because they have plans for monetization of the content as well. So. There may be platforms out there in the future that uh, will want to get a copy of your show that doesn't have any advertising in it. Eh. <laughs> and not happening. They, 
they will insert the advertising. Nope, not happening. Mm, I don't know. Not I think happen- that that not happening. I, and and give me a cut and and take my cut. No, not 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 a chance in hell. No, they would still do a rev share. But it's taking out my advertiser. No, there's no not way. This, yeah, I mean it's it's. I think that there's some challenges on that coming, and that's that that's why I raised this topic. Is that our the the ecosystem that we have today? Uh, is going to be challenged here. So, in the so if you tell a podcaster, the only way you can have your audio on my platform is take your advertising out. I'm going to stick my advertising in, and I'm going to give you a rev share where I could have had a hundred percent of the ad revenue of my ad being in their platform. They can mm-hmm. kiss my ass. It ain't. It's it's, not- <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> Kiss, kiss, kiss. Yeah. It's not happening. Do they do they fully understand what they? Oh no, sorry. I know, I know, I know. It's a, <laughs> it's a, it's a slippery slope here of what's happening. Not, it's a slippery slope. It is the suits are coming in and trying to take money out of podcasters' pockets. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yes, that's what it is. You tell an average, you tell a podcaster the only way you get your show on this platform is if you take our advertising and take yours out, it'll be a cold day in hell. I'll be like, I don't need your platform. I have my own dot com. I have my own dot brand. brand. I have my own location. No, no, I will forgo being on your platform. No way, no way, no way, no way. But Todd, if if that platform was huge, right, had lots of listeners on it, and they they just wanted a chunk of the advertising revenue based on their delivery of your media file, there's you don't gonna, have to pay, pay for gonna, the bandwidth or anything. There's going to be a revolt. I'll pay for the bandwidth. Just just link to my media file. There's yeah, going to be a revolt. There's, there's, there's platforms that are already moving into this space that are that are rehosting, right? So okay, they're rehosting. They rehost my media with my permission. That I choose to allow them to rehost my media. Mm-hmm. I can so choose to not rehost my media with that platform, and, and, and no one, no one, no platform is delivering significant numbers to even make me even want to consider doing that. Mm-hmm. There is no player today that is doing doing enough volume that would make me consider that. And Todd, I, I believe that this, this whole topic uh, is related to the, the art 19 announcement that they're going to have a API feeds into platforms. I don't care. So I know, what? but I'm just, this is, this is something that's going to come up over the next couple of years. Um, more and more. That uh, there's going to be people in this space that are going to want to change the medium. They're going. They're trying to force their way into our pockets. <clears throat> Podcasters, mm-hmm. you need to be aware here. What's coming? I've I've said it that's, again and that, again. That, that's why I raise it because I can hear it coming. I've said it again and again and again. The suits are coming. The suits are coming. The suits are coming. And they want to take money out of your pocket. Now, if you don't have any advertising in your show. 
What's the big yeah. deal? Then you can take the advertising. But if you have an advertiser, it's, there, there's no way they can, you, you know, that I can be. You, you look at my sponsor, GoDaddy. My compensation with GoDaddy feeds my family, keeps my lights on, makes my car payment, makes my house payment, mm -hmm. allows me to do what I do. There's, and, and then they're going to tell me, take your advertiser out. And I'm like, okay, you have to give me equal amount of compensation, equal mm -hmm. or greater. And then guess what I have to do? Then I have to go back to GoDaddy and say, well, my numbers, I'm going to have to renegotiate my advertising deal with GoDaddy because I'm not going to be able to deliver as much. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to play out like that. Well, that's what it's going to play out. It's going well, to play out could, if they make us pull out our advertising. Yeah, I mean, it could could play out, or or the potential. Maybe you just make a little less money off of the other distribution, or a certain segment of your distribution. You, you you make a little less money, but you can still get that advertiser. Yeah. Well, whoever's putting if Art Nineteen is putting these types of thoughts into companies' minds, then uh, Art Nineteen is going to be a short-lived group. Yeah. I don't think it's necessarily coming from Art 19. I think they're they're reacting to what they hear in the market. And this isn't a topic that's being talked about very much. And and I think we have to be careful because some of this stuff is NDA stuff. Um, I'm not but, under any NDA. <laughs> but but it's but it's also you know it's you know I'm I'm trying to be careful about it. And but but it needs to be something that that the industry knows that it has the potential of happening and we just need to be aware of it and look for signs when it starts to happen and how are we going to react to it? How yeah. are we going to uh, think about the space in a different way if we have to? Um, we don't have to do anything. It's our space. Yeah, but it's, it's, there's, it, it's, it's, there's new people coming in I that are I, taking a chunk of it. So what? It's our space. We don't have to. That's the key okay. here. Okay, okay, okay. When you use the term "our," are you talking about individually? Yeah, it's our space as a community. Three hundred thousand podcasters. It's our space. Mm -hmm. We create the content. We control the distribution. These companies go nowhere without distribution from the podcasters, <clears throat> without permission for them to take this content and redistribute it. I mean. We have seen this before. Oh, um, yes, we have. Yeah. And that and, company went out of business. <clears throat> well, not necessarily. I think the company that comes to my mind is Stitcher. <clears throat> right. They got beat up early on for re-hosting. Yep. And that's that's where this issue comes from, right, is the re-hosting side. Well, there's, there's um, a limited number of re-hosters. There's uh, Spotify, Google... Mm -hmm. uh, Stitcher, actually, you can tell Stitcher you don't want them to rehost. You can actually tell them to take your original feed. Yeah. So Apple doesn't rehost. TuneIn doesn't rehost. They they link directly. Um. So it, it you know it these big if it's Google that's going to do this, boy, it's not going to end well. They're not delivering enough volume at this point to to even try to attempt to do this. Mm -hmm. there's, there's not enough volume. I, I, I could leave Google's 
Google Play traffic on the floor at this point, and it would make nary a dent. Um, but Todd, let's 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 speculate, right? Um, maybe maybe you see some of these bigger players try and do this. Um, could that inspire Apple? No, I don't know. I don't think Apple would do that. To be honest with you, Apple's a multi-billion-dollar company. They think yeah, in very yeah. big round zero numbers. The podcasting space um, is not a billion-dollar advertising space. Yeah. So, and, 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 and specifically, and, Apple is not an advertising. And can you can, can you imagine the outrage by the listeners? You know, here you're going to take a, a podcaster's ad spot out and then inject a Geico ad that is a, a pre-produced spot. There will be revolt. There will be a revolt of listeners. Listeners will be like, "What is this shit?" They don't. They 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 need to think this through on what they're thinking about doing. Where I have yeah. to take someone else's advertising and you're going to inject some crap that they're going to well, get. I yeah, I mean, I think that's a good question, Todd. I think, uh, you know, is there a place for host reads in this type of situation? I, It's hard to think that there is, no, I mean, unless it's, it's pre-produced host reads. No way. They would never, not at scale. They can't scale that. The really? They can't scale? I mean, they, with technology? The management of it would be, okay, if you're a big platform and you want 30, 40, 50,000 podcasters to do host red ad spots going into a system that will specifically inject in their system? No way. Never. You could, could pre-produce that and make it available in in your platform, right? In an ad injection system in you know that you control as a podcaster, and then you just upload that um, that host read into another platform that does the dynamic insertion. Yeah, good luck. Good luck. You good could, luck. right? Yeah, I, I'm just trying to say, well, how could you do it? Right? Yeah. For and, for there better be tens of twenties of twenty five or thirties percent of market share. For you know, if you're talking about a player that has percent or two of of market share well, but know. some of these big bigger platforms um have pretty big thoughts of what they can do at scale too okay, so well. I, but know. but they but the problem is they're not they're not proving by delivering audience now yeah they have to deliver audience and if they're not delivering audience it's mute point yeah. But that, that that content is that advertising is going to have to coexist. You know, yeah. they they're going to have to physically or they're going to have to demand letter me to remove my advertising from my show. Yeah. And I in many folks have creative common licenses on their show that have specific restrictions in re, rebuilding files. Mm -hmm. Um <clears throat> Yeah, I, Todd, I I also want to just say one other thing on this topic because I've been concerned about this issue for for many many months. It's not this isn't something new necessarily. This whole concern about rehosting and then other platforms right. getting involved in the the dynamic insertion or selling advertising. This has been a this has been a danger zone slash um, view of an opportunity in the future in this medium for a long time that I've been concerned about. So I just don't want 
people to think that somehow I'm breaking news here um, <laughs> because I'm not. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Or or I'm sharing something that's proprietary to somebody, right? Uh, because it's not. Okay. These, these are these are my ideas <laughs> and my concerns that go go way way back far beyond any of these other things that may be happening in the space right yeah. now. I just, uh, you know, I, I think as a podcaster first and a business owner second. <laughs> yeah. In uh, if somebody if someone tries to do that, Rob, I'm going to be honest with you. You think I? <laughs> you think what happened with Omni is uh, just a blip on the radar, right? Is that what you're telling me? Oh, oh. go ahead. <laughs> Well, no, Todd, this, it, it's, it's uh, going to make for some great uh, new media shows in the future. Podcasters won't stand for it, Rob. They won't. <laughs> they won't stand for it. Anyone that's listening right now, do you, would you stand for a company asking you to remove your advertising so they could inject theirs and then pay you a percentage where you were getting 100% before and now you're going to get a percentage? <laughs> would you stand for that? If you can, those of you that are listening, I, I really want to hear from you. And I want you to... <laughs> Uh, Pandora's box. Oh, you, you got my blood pressure up, Rob. <laughs> well, Todd, you're a perfect candidate for this. Uh, it's like, you know, <laughs> people expect this from you because <laughs> you're the you're the moral compass of the podcast. Don't say that, please. <clears throat> but no, I'm I'm a podcaster. I know you are. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm uh, you know. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> and of course the CPMs will be fantastic on those types of deals. You'll get three bucks maybe. Hey, I could, I'll be able to buy a cup of coffee. That's uh, all I'm, that's all I need. You know. <laughs> and, 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 and I understand they see dollar signs, you know, but, uh, at what impact? Well, I mean, Todd, let's let's say that in ten years, um, radio is at fifty percent of what they are now, mm -hmm. and on on demand is at fifty percent of what it is. I mean, of what radio is today, which means that we've continued to grow and we've we've eroded that audience for radio. Um, you know, there's there's a potential that this could be a multi billion dollar industry. Here's you know my. Uh my podcast is a little bit different than a lot of podcasts. I don't, um, I don't rely on any third-party platform to allow for my success or failure. You know, if uh, if Apple went and and shut down podcasting tomorrow, sure, it would hurt. But my audience would know where to go to get the show. They would know mm -hmm. which website yeah. to come to. And we would make it work. And it, there, there would be a setback, yes. But in the end, uh, my show resides on my site at my brand, and I built my podcast, um, and my audience knows where it's at. The people that would really be impacted. And this is this is something for podcasters. You know, this is just goes back to Todd's uh, ongoing beat the drum of uh, you know have your own property. If you're on, if you're on a third party, if you're on, if you have just a SoundCloud 
page or you have just a only a Libsyn page or if you have just a Podbean page, you know, you're asking your you're setting yourself you're setting your show up for a significant negative impact if things like what Rob you have just said affects the space because you know most podcasters don't tell their listeners to go to such and such dot podbean dot com or such and such dot libsyn dot com they say go to iTunes to get yeah. my show yeah. I say subscribe on iTunes but come to my site to do it mm-hmm. you know don't go, I don't tell them to go search for my show on iTunes that's yeah. not the message I put forth yeah um, Todd I heard you in your um, I think it was your most recent Geek New Central podcast where you said <clears throat> that you're you're getting heard on, or you're trying to drive your audience over to the the Echo from Amazon. Uh, given it's a it's an option, I, I tell them that's an an option to you know I basically well let me open up my little script that I have. Can uh, you um, just say Geek New Central podcast into Echo and it pulls it up? Well, what you have to say is. Okay, when I'm telling my listeners where to get the show, I say you watch the show on the Roku on the Tech Podcast channel. You can listen on Apple TV. You listen or watch on Apple TV. You can listen on the Amazon Echo by telling Alexa to play the latest edition of, and then I have to say this show's name because if I say Alexa, play, and if anyone's listening on Alexa, this is going to, uh, Alexa, play the latest edition <laughs> of the beep, 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 and, and Alexa will play the show. So I have to say, tell them to play Alexa, play the latest edition of the, and then the show name as it's. So, yeah. Okay. So I talked to the Amazon folks and they told me that there's two ways of getting in the platform. Right. There's, there's what's called skills, mm-hmm. uh, which, which is more of a, a specific content provider, uh, reference, uh, pathway to get into it. Um, so you could set up your own skill yeah. as a podcaster yeah. um, in the platform. Then there's um, what's called third. It's kind of a third party um, server side app experience, right? So that would be like a tune in app or a right. speaker app or a, um, my you know, understanding. Yeah, my and, in- and you could conceivably just say like uh, tune in Geek New Central. Actually, actually, Alexa's smart enough that it just goes looks at tune in first right now so it first looks at the skills it looks at so, tune in yeah yeah so tune in uh, is an app a client-side app that runs at the server side um, it, that it, that is accessible by by its name reference right by Alexa and you don't have to use the name reference you don't have to say tune in you just say Alexa play the latest edition of the show and if you're in tune in Alexa's smart enough to go look there okay but there's going to be multiple platforms that are going to have server-side clients. Well, I, I, will, I will just say that it will be no problem finding podcasts in Amazon in the near future. Okay. Doesn't matter what think, platform you're on. I think that's ultimately what... What, what it comes down to, I think where it's not, where it's going to get in, where, where where it's going to get interesting on the third party um, server side kind of application platform application side is what additional functions and features um, can Echo offer mm. to a a user 
um, that uses, let's say, a, a tune-in. So they say, uh, you know, Alexa, tune-in, that activates the client app um, at the server side for tune-in or whatever platform um, that's out there that, you know, a Spotify or whatever. And that would activate a whole other tool set of capabilities. I think ultimately what you will see is that Alexa's just going to know where to get the show. <laughs> I just leave it at that. Yeah, and but but there is going to be a question mark of if there's um, if the show is available in multiple uh, server side platforms, right? Right. Alexa is going to have to decide what platform is the priority that they're going to access for you, the user. So if you're a Spotify user, right, right. you're going to want to probably specify where you want to get it from. I think the average listener will not care. They just want to get the show. They don't care how it gets it. People are, I don't think uh, natively, you know, as a user, of, you know, a heavy user of Alexa, you just talk to it naturally. You don't tell it to go to tune in. You just tell Alexa what to do, and and Alexa, yeah. you know, you probably you're right. There will be, you know, Alexa play Geek New Central from you know whatever platform, and then if it has some special features, great. But I think the average person is not going to care. It's they want to say something. It's okay. What do I do? Alexa play. What do I do before I go to bed? I am Alexa yeah. play jazz, and it just plays jazz. And I say Alexa, yeah. in twenty minutes, stop playing and. Yeah. It does. Well, there's. I know that they're working on having the capability of, uh, you know, you're going to be able to go into those platforms like a Spotify or whatever and set up uh, your preferences of your playlists and the, the right the, the the types of genres that you like to listen to that would then be turned on and enabled in in Alexa um, for using Spotify on Alexa um, or TuneIn or you know what whatever platform, there's going to be configurational things that can be done that will be um, specific to what you want to do. Yeah. Um, playlists is probably a good one, right? Mm -hmm. A good example, your favorites list, things like that that could be more easily accessed across all sorts of types of devices as well. Um, it, you know, Alexa is just not going to be that cylinder that sits on your counter. It's going to I, be I think in your refrigerator and... I think there's exciting stuff that's coming from that platform. I think so too. Yeah. I, and and I think a lot of it is is still being figured out right now by 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 Amazon too. And I think all of us and, and I have an interest in it, as you can tell. Yep. I uh, I know you do too. Yep. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I just say I'm have a, have a heavy interest. <laughs> yeah. And I, it's about. I mean. I, it's yeah. an additional distribution platform, and any place that the media can be consumed easier is, you know, or, or naturally, is is good for all of us. And that 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 platform could come to your car or your phone or all sorts of stuff. Mm -hmm. It could be every, everywhere you are, so yep. it doesn't have to be just there. Yeah, what you want to do is, um, you know, uh, I think right now from a um, innovation standpoint i think amazon is out innovating um ios so um mm -hmm. and the, uh, that um 
if you think about what I just said there, um, oh, yeah. especially for the audience, that should, uh, you should raise your eyebrows just a little bit. Yeah. Agreed. So we'll see. We'll see where it goes. Yeah. yeah so it's all good. Yeah. It's all good. It's about building an audience. I'm definitely as, more excited about that than I am about a few other things going on. As long as they don't uh, tell me I have to take my advertising out, then we may have to have a discussion. <laughs> That's what's next, Todd. Uh, you know, not every podcaster is worried about money. You know, more than half the people who listen to this show could give probably give two craps about it. So That's true. And, <laughs> and, and honestly, a very few amount of shows get involved in dynamic consortium or have any interest in it. Yeah. Because it's, it's expensive technology, too. It doesn't have to be. I know it doesn't, but <laughs> it has been up to this point. Yeah. That's, that's another space uh, ready and ripe for uh, um, disruption. <laughs> that's... That's saying it kindly, Todd. <laughs> disruption. It's ready for disruption. <laughs> or was it destruction or disruption? I'm not quite uh, sure. Disruption. Yeah. Disruption. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, anytime. All right. What? Yeah. <laughs> We're uh Is there anything else happening? Oh man, there's probably a lot. We 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 really tore it up today. If we don't <laughs> if we if we don't gain listeners from this show, my God, what what could we uh, gain listeners from? If you're a podcaster, you need to share this show with your fellow podcasters tell them we're you know and be honest with you no one's talking about this no one else is digging in like this and um and yeah, we're sticking our necks out <laughs> i'm not sticking my neck out i i i live uh i haven't changed my operandus oh, yeah. modi from the beginning so that's true that's true and um so it's you know are people afraid and maybe that's the reason why people are afraid to come on here yeah I can't get guests anymore <laughs> but we're nice to them <laughs> we're nice to them we don't you know and we never really talk bad about people we just you know come on have some gajones and come on and talk about your stuff yeah you yeah. know I, I love to be challenged yeah otherwise we're just gonna set our own agenda do you what do you guys think do you think we're uh you think we're too rough on people? Do you think people have a reason to be scared to come on the show? I really don't think they do. They've never treated a guest badly at no, all. No, no, no. I think that the the thought is worse than the reality. Yeah, you know, we're nice to people. So yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, if I mean anybody that knows us really out there will tell you that. Yeah. But uh, anyway, I, I come on but, now. Come on board and tell us how we're wrong. <laughs> but we are outspoken about stuff. Yeah, and, yeah. I mean, I think that the the one guy that comes on and is like uh, does the same with us is Rob Walsh. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, he should really be our other co-host. Probably true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Rob is uh Rob is uh, I think though can be more reserved than you is sometimes Rob. So um than me? Yeah, sometimes. But Rob just does a and then he's out. <laughs> Yeah, Rob is. Yeah, Rob. When Rob breaks his uh, his boxing gloves out, it, 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 no, it gets it's, a little bloody. It's just times. it's just a single punch. It's a single punch to the face, and he's done. <laughs> where, where I just do, I'm a grinder. I grind at it. I, I, 
So what's my role in this? You guys have all of the, the uh, movie stuff covered. I, I, let's see here. I think, uh, uh, I don't know. I just gotta, gotta, you're kind of the, you're, the, you're the seed planner. I'm the seed? <laughs> you got my blood pressure up to 200 over 180 here a few minutes ago. About the... <laughs> Yeah, I, oh, yeah but, I think I know know too much about what's going on in the space too. That 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 uh, and you do too. And yeah, there's a lot of stuff that goes on that we don't talk about because we can't. Yeah, or we shouldn't. Yeah. So, but any uh, any any and in anyone that's watching, <laughs> and if you if you're thinking about asking me to remove my advertising out of my show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Todd. Todd, I think we got to put up the uh, explicit tag now. Sorry. So uh, anyway, I think we're at we're at ninety minutes. <laughs> you just dropped the, the visual f bomb. <laughs> For those listening to this and not watching this, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, is that going to get us banned from a country like India or something? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and I am doing my Podcast Legends interview. I, I uh, interviewed uh, Tim Borkin uh, last week. Oh, you did? Okay. And I uh, got another one today. We'll probably, I'll probably launch the the show next week sometime. But uh, So are you going to try and get uh, Mr. Weiner on? He's not responding to emails. And I'm having a hard time getting in contact with Adam too. So, um, mm. like to have him on. He, he's willing, you know. If I just got to get on his schedule, he's a busy, dude. Their their show prep for their show is massive, and he spends a lot of time doing research, yeah. getting ready for his three hour show. So, so who else are you planning on talking to? Everyone that was in the beginning. We'll get you on there too, Rob. We'll get you on and get your full story. And, well, uh, we do that every week here don't yeah we? so you'll be a little later down the road but uh I'm focus on people right now 2004 2006 the guy i'm talking okay. to today started september 18th 2004 so uh um that's that that's about the same time i started yeah i think actually uh you beat him i think i was the fifth uh, the 15th yeah so uh yeah i think i was about october 14th or something that range okay yeah. anyway that's uh that's all we're gonna do here, folks. We want to okay. hear. We want to hear your uh, your comments on this one. It's it's Todd at New Media Show or Rob. Um, <clears throat> Rob at uh, dot com or Rob at robgreenly dot com. I can. I've been posting some new content up on my blog at um, Rob robgreenly dot com, and that's with two e's. And we so do I have. have a, oops. Yeah. And yeah. We, so I've been posting some. I. I wrote an article about um, simplicity in the podcasting space around listening platforms and the direction that things are going. And and I do a regular show uh, called the Spreaker Live Show. It's SpreakerLiveShow.com. So go, go go check out some stuff there. I talk about some um, best practices stuff in the podcasting space too. But I'm all, I also have a Twitter account at Rob Greenley. And we do have a Twitter account for this show. We don't even talk about it. It's NMS new media yeah. show podcast nms podcast i couldn't get new media show that was taken but nms podcast is the twitter account here if you want to follow us on twitter 
course, I'm available on Twitter at Geek News. But so, uh, who has the the new media show Twitter I, account? I don't know. It's some somebody. It's never tweeted to it. I've tried to acquire it. I've even offered up cash, and the person's never responded to emails. So, um, but anyway, NMS Podcast is the uh, is the Twitter account for us. But uh, that's uh, that's going to wrap us up here. I want to thank you all for your attendance and your uh, your listening or watching. And uh, we'll be back. Oh, next Saturday, Rob. I'm uh, I'm in Vegas, so I don't arrive until Saturday morning. So we'll have to talk about how we do the show. May have to do it on Sunday, the 28th, if you're available. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, be okay. yeah, we'll have to use one of these new platforms that are available because uh, I will not be able to host. So we'll have to dial into something. Okay. And I'm I'm going to be. Um, at the Mid-Atlantic Podcast Conference on September um, 10th. 10th, yeah. okay. Which is a Saturday. All right. Also. And we'll, we'll work, we'll, we'll figure out what we're going to do there. Maybe we have to miss a show or something. It's okay, though. I mean, it's it's possible I could do it from from my hotel room there if yeah. I have good good bandwidth. Yeah, that's the challenge. And the East Coast bandwidth sucks. On the West Coast, bandwidth is good in hotels. So more than likely, you'll have crappy bandwidth. But okay, that's that's always good news. Yeah, it's it gets slower the farther east you go. I don't know what it is, <laughs> but maybe you'll get lucky and the hotel will be an exception to the rule. It's too far away from the internet, Todd. Yeah, Just... yep, yep, yep. But anyway, anybody going to be in Vegas between twenty uh, seventh and the thirty first? Let me know. Give me a shout out. I'll be in town. All right, okay. that's it, everyone. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time here on the New Media Show. Everyone, take care. Yep. Thanks. Bye bye. Okay.